Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Welcome to show 87. And now it's time to talk about our, was our shameless commerce shameless, division. Shameless, shameless commerce, commerce division. division. Right. Yes. It's, a, it's a nod to um, car, car talk. talk. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are awesome. Right. Are. But they are not up for the FedEx a small business grant contest, no, are they? No, we are. Not. We are. We yeah, are. we're going for a grant. Our audience has expanded and we need more expensive equipment in order to host that. And, you know, we are a business and we, we, we need at some point to be able to pay for our own time. Right? Right. I want to get, I want to get paid doing this. Right? They, say, nice. do, they say, do what you love. Say name, and then you get paid. I'm following yeah. my bliss. There you go. This is what's happening. Is and my bliss well. includes winning the FedEx Small Business Grant Contest. Well, how do you do that? So the best way that you guys can help me achieve mm-hmm. my bliss, you, me personally, mm-hmm. as well as everybody else, because the whole world will be blissful. They will. When the practical herbalist learn, <laughs> wins the Small Business Grant. Walk down the road to Oz, my friends. <laughs> so we have, we have applied and our, ad, our thing is up there. You have to go and vote, and we can have people can vote up to one time every twenty four hours for each email address they have. That's right. And we are trying to get as many votes as possible. I don't know what their full criteria is for getting to the finals, but part of it is the number of votes you get. Right. And I'm guessing that's an important part. Yeah. So probably. please help us. Yeah. Please get out there and vote, and please share your that you're voting with everybody you know, and ask everyone you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone. We're kind of at a disadvantage because we don't have a storefront. Some people are getting a lot of votes because they have a storefront. Right. So we have y'all. Right. Our storefront is our website and it mm-hmm. only takes, literally takes less than 30 seconds to vote. Yeah, right. Click on a link, takes you another link, says vote, put in your email, done. Yes. So I'll ask if you're a robot too. Go to thepracticalherbalist.com. There's a banner ad. It says vote for us. Do it. Click go. Yes, Click and do it. Yes, please. The next thing is um, if you're visiting the website and you want to get some cool herbal knowledge, you need to join the Herbal Nerd Society. Yeah. Yes. That's for right. Just 17 cents a day. Mm-hmm. That's as low as it goes. 17 cents a day, you'll get access to cool um, podcasts that only Herbal Nerd Society members get. Really interesting and advanced um, herbal uh, topics uh, and how-tos, uh, along with special um, memoirs that uh, both you, uh-huh. Candice, and Sue have written. Uh, you'll also get curated content. Like the herb of the month, for instance, which happens to be nettle this month. Yeah, for the month of March. That's right. right. So yeah. it's very easy to do it. You just go to join your herbal nurse society uh, link in the top of the um, uh, face. Uh, excuse me, the practical herbalist page, and sign up, and you're all set. Yeah, and we remember our practical herbalist uh, telltale sign is that we're very user friendly. So even though we're vi- providing much more advanced information on the herbal nurse society, it's still holds that practical herbalist stamp of being very user-friendly. Oh, and one more thing along along with that, Sue, is if you like our podcast and you want to get the old podcasts from show one to show 66 now, 67, it's going to be on the Herbal Nerd Society access. You Mm -hmm. can't get it any other way. That's right. Join today. Join today. That's all I got to say. Join today. Okay. So this podcast is sponsored by a few people. Um, One of them is Candace Hunter Creations. Candace, want to tell us about that? Candace Hunter Creations, helping you create the holistic natural lifestyle you want to live. So contact Candace Hunter Creations for health, help with health coaching, family herbalism, and 
tree figuring out how to change your life. Mm-hmm. Sure. The next uh, sponsor on the list is Hunter Creation. Hunter Creation is a provider of graphic design and website design services along with printing. So if you need a website or new graphics for your business, give them a call or check their website out at huntercreation.com. And Occupy Medical, free integrated healthcare, showing people what what healthcare for all looks like. All right. And then finally, from the Practical Herbalist, they're the main umbrella part of the company. They make sure that we can do what we want to do. And you can visit them at thepracticalherbalist.com where they're the practical advice on herbs, herbalism, homesteading, and the herbal lifestyle. Visit them today. So the last thing we got to remind you is Practical Herbalist Press books on Amazon.com. Right. You want, you want to get to the ebooks? They're really cool. We've got That's a whole right. lovely little line of herbal folios, which mm-hmm. are really intense monographs. Yeah. They're, a lot of herbalists put out monographs. They're maybe 20 pages worth mm-hmm. of material. These are more like 50 to 80 pages mm-hmm. to give you an idea of. You know, the depth of information you'll find there. Right. And as we always say, the best way to learn herbalism is hands-on and learn to learn your herbs the way you meet your friends. Get to know them individually. Yes. That's how we're trying to share our love of herbs with people is the same way that we get to know friends. Yep. And then, and then when you're done with those, you want to take a look at the uh, pocket herbal. Mm-hmm. Medicinal plants that change the world. Yes. Okay. So it's yes. a lovely selection of Really interesting facts about various different herbs and the place that they've played in history. Yep. And don't forget to, to check out our fiction series by <laughs> Candice. Herbalism, Herbalism for, for the, the zombie, zombie apocalypse. apocalypse. Yes. So those of you who seriously think the apocalypse is coming, and I might or might not be one of you, want to learn how to fend <laughs> off zombies, survive dysentery, mm-hmm. Live in the woods or on the edge of urban centers or even in the city. Yes. With the plants that are available to use those as medicine when, you know, medicine isn't available through Mm -hmm. doctors and pharmaceuticals and the structures we have today. That's right. So it's got some good practical information and some wonderful tales. Yes. One one must always know how to knit one's own gun cozy. It's important. A gun cozy is important. That's right. (laughs) Now, on with the show. Welcome to show 87, Herb Lab, all about coffee. We're sitting today with uh, Okon Udosin Atta of Equino Tasting Room in Eugene, Oregon. And uh, we've got him in here to talk coffee and everything about coffee. So welcome to the show, Okon. Um, thank you. I feel very, uh, thank you for having me. We are absolutely thrilled to have you here because your name is one of the names in Eugene that is so often brought up everywhere with anyone who says anything about coffee. Everybody knows you. Oh, really? With like, reverence. Really, yes, with reverence. No pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. <laughs> uh, I've been doing coffee for in the Eugene Springfield area for about 15 years, and uh, I pretty much got into it because I really loved hanging out in the coffee houses. And uh, I used to, uh, I got into coffee through uh, the chess scene in, uh, over at uh, Theo's on Broadway. And I would spend hours there every day playing chess and hanging out. And uh, my dream job was to be a barista. And, uh, and that's what got me into uh, the coffee culture. That's really cool. That sounds yeah. like very European or like something you find in New York City. Mm-hmm. We suddenly sound cosmopolitan out here. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was a fun atmosphere. It was a lot of interesting conversations. 
Yeah. So it's warm and welcoming and intellectually stimulating, and that's what you needed, huh? Uh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I think that was uh, a, a, the ideal environment for me to uh, spend my leisurely uh, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got into it in a big way, though. Oh yeah, um, I, I think I just got. I I feel very fortunate to have found coffee as something that. Uh, um, I'm able to focus and put a lot of energy into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've been a barista, obviously, yes. and a roaster, yes. right? And you own your own coffee shop. That's correct. At the yes. Equino, and it's a tasting room, Equino Tasting Room and Equino Coffee Company, yes. correct? Yes, that's correct. So you do, people can come in and buy bags of coffee to take home as well as perfectly roasted Perfectly drawn espressos and various other drinks, right? Uh, yeah, we, we aim at pulling a good shot at the uh, <laughs> tasting room. Um, yeah, so I started the tasting room just so I can showcase some of the um, uh, more uh, unique coffees, uh, some of the more exotic coffees that you generally don't see at some of the coffee houses. Um, varietals like uh, Geisha. Uh, whoosh whoosh, uh, which is uh, what I made today uh, for you guys to drink. And uh, like Katura, Amerigo uh, Hippe, uh, just uh, some unique varietals um, for people to enjoy. That's really, that's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. So you, you, you made this the whoosh whoosh. Whoosh whoosh. Whoosh whoosh. I mean, you're getting close to being one of those like shops in town with all those funky names. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, okay, so tell us about this. It's how did you do it? Monteverdi whoosh whoosh. Yes. Okay, so it's uh, the uh, the farm is Monteverde, and uh, the variety is called, is called whoosh whoosh. And it's... Um, it's a very fragrant, uh, spicy coffee uh, that um, is, you know, it's uh, very unique. And uh, I'm excited to Fun. be able to roast it and uh, brew it. So Sue and Patrick here are busy smell- smelling, sniffing, and yes. getting ready to taste. Can I taste now? Can, yeah, go ahead and okay. taste, guys. Can you tell us a little bit about when you're cupping a, a cup, what do you want to be, how do you want to do that? Uh, when I cup um, coffee... Well, um, well, usually uh, when I cup coffee, I, uh, I usually cup it over a period of uh, maybe a week to two weeks. So you keep trying a little bit. Yeah, each just day. try. Yeah, a little bit each day. And, and um, do you smell first? Do you, is there a special way to drink? Oh it yeah. Uh, so um, when you're cupping, uh, usually you'll grind it first, and then you have the dry um, fragrance or aroma, uh, the dry fragrance. And uh, you want to just, you know, see what the coffee smells like when it's uh, before it's you have water introduced. And then after you pour some water on it, you'll have the wet aroma. Mm -hmm. And um, so you smell that. And uh, then a few minutes later, you break the crust and uh, break the crust uh, (laughs) on the surface of the cup you'll have uh, a crust that will form at the top of the surface and it's just uh, the coffee grounds kind of like binding together and um, and so you break the crust and then it'll release a really nice fragrance and so uh, that's part of the experience is breaking the crust and uh, then after that you um, gently whisk away the 
uh, coffee grounds, and they'll usually sink to the bottom. And, uh, and then once it cools off a little bit, you, I like to use a pretty broad spoon and, you know, slurp the uh, coffee and it kind of aerates mm-hmm. the coffee into your mouth. So you really get to kind of stretches out the bandwidth of the flavor. Like across your tongue, across exactly. the whole mouth. Yes, and aerates it. And so it really uh, gives you a, a very, uh, uh, um, I don't know, a, a really nice It uh, opens up all the old factories. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. exactly. Yeah. So you're wanting to make the sound. The yes. Yeah. That's probably not the right sound. Uh, it's more of a sound. Okay. Uh, maybe if I had a little bit. Here we go. Of, yeah, okay. Something like that. There we go. Yeah, yeah. that was a cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm sure everyone would be likes the sound now that now they know what to look for, listen for. Yeah. Yes. So, in the way that we're doing it today, we did it through the little perk style percolator. Oh uh, no, pour over. Pour, 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 over. pour yes. over. We did pour over. And Patrick and Sue, you guys have had a chance to do some slurping and some tasting here. Yeah. I didn't slurp as Go much. Slurp. I, I did. I, I did it. Well, I can't do it. Let's either. see it. I bet you could. Is that right? That sounds about right. How okay. to taste? Yeah. Different than when it was a regular, um, uh, regular drink. It was yes. totally different. Um, the the brightness showed differently. There was uh, it was lighter on the tongue. It was different. What's brightness? Yeah, I was going to say. Well, the, the uh, go ahead, go on. Uh, well, I guess uh, brightness. Uh, some of the like acidic qualities. Um, like this coffee right here has got uh, a um, some characteristics that are like cinnamon. Uh, a really nice, uh, almost like lemon lime acidity are characteristic. Mm-hmm. And uh, a little bit of caramel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, very mild, uh, chocolate. She was like, I don't taste any of that. No, I taste <laughs> the, the lemony part. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm yes. pointing to my tongue. Yeah, she's That's pointing different to her parts tongue, of people. the tongue. That would be that bright flavor. That, that, That's the bright flavor. Yeah. yeah. And then on the, the back, it had a warm, is that what she was saying about the cinnamony taste? Yes, the uh, spicy, uh, spicy quality, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It also has a nice mouth feel. It's a, a more velvety feel. It's yes. not. Uh, you, you can feel it's a texture. Not so oily. Well, I don't. Maybe that's it. Does not have that oh, that bitter, that more bitter quality that you get. But it has a nice mouth, a nice texture. It's, mm-hmm. It has a it rolls on the tongue. It has a nice body, as you would say. It's like a good stout. Yeah, thicker. A little thicker. Body. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is one of my favorite coffees recently. Where is this one from? Is it lowlands? Is it highlands? Uh, this what is pretty uh, high elevation, so uh, probably about uh, approximately 7,000 7, feet. Does it make a big oh. difference on the elevation in terms of flavor usually? Uh, I find uh, usually like uh, some of the higher elevation uh, coffees from higher elevation will have a little bit more intense flavor. Uh, so some of that uh, acidity will be a little bit more um, like uh, defined uh, like as a very citrusy quality okay. and uh so like a lot of coffees from colombia or ethiopia that are very high elevation will have that uh more citrusy quality hmm. yeah. and so from lowlands uh i've got like uh, i've got a nice uh, uh brazil coffee that's a little bit lower elevation and uh the characteristics of the one that i have right now uh, is uh, a little bit more chocolatey and nutty Mm. So, you, yeah, you get some more of the earthiness. Yes, earthiness, yes. Well, Brazil's always been known for, you know, the high-production coffee. like yes. like high produ- And I know they've wanted to change that uh, moniker for their country to have more gourmet coffee coming yes. out of it. They've got a lot of outstanding specialty coffee coming out of uh, Brazil lately. 
um, last year for uh, the Specialty Coffee Association's uh, roasting competition. Uh, the coffee that um, was for the first round was a Brazilian coffee, and uh, which is a very interesting coffee to have a first round with because you can go in any direction with uh, a lot of the Brazilian coffees. And so it was a very fun coffee to um, participate with. And we have an, another coffee that we could definitely take a, a break here and, oh, yeah. and you could cup over, do the pour over on that and we could compare because that one's from the Philippines. Sue, you've got the bag there. Where's that one from? the bag here. Uh, the name of it, it's from the, I'm going to just mutilate it here, the Roy Coffee House. Help. Cape Baraco. Baraco, yeah. So this was a friend of mine from the Philippines. When she goes to visit family and etc., she always brings bags and bags. This is her husband's favorite coffee, and it smells spicy. Yeah, feel free to spicy. open it up and go ahead. And it's got a. It seems like really caffeinated to me. Mm, so I'll drink. Yeah. I'll drink a cup of coffee a day. It smells like it's going to be as a like a a as a cup of coffee very thick and syrupy. Oh, interesting. Well, let's um let's just take a moment and we'll we'll set this up and do this one and then okay. we'll come we'll go right back. Yes. Occupy Medical is a free street reach integrated health clinic that demonstrates by example that healthcare really is a human right. We're an all volunteer clinic of doctors, nurses, herbalists, and others working together to heal the community. What kind of donations are you guys looking for? We need vitamins, herbs, socks, toothbrushes, and, of course, good old-fashioned money. You can find a complete list of our needs and contact information at occupy-medical.org. Occupy Medical is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And we're back. Hey, we just did a uh, pour-over of the Cafe Baraco. And now we're going to all taste it and see how it um, it went. We also did a cupping of it, and uh, well, let's oh, let's do the taste. Oh, yes. taste, taste. Okay, you guys aren't whooshing or slurping. Well, you don't always slurp on this. One. <laughs> it's nice. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Is it Is as it's... sweet as it was when we did the cupping? Heard the the cupping style. Yes. It was really sweet. It reminded yes. us of like maybe the candies that you get at. Um, Christmas. Again, I don't taste that. <laughs> I tasted the sweet. I tasted the sweet, definitely. And, and I'm so glad that you said something about tasting on the sides of oh, your yes. tongue for the lemony taste, because I did not taste that in here at all. Uh, no, this is a, a – you, you had mentioned that it's a um, – the farms are at lower elevation. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, it's also a darker roast. And so, like, um, some of the darker roasts, you're going to uh, – Roast out some of the varietal flavor, and uh, so you're pretty much going to get uh, a, a a toasty, like more of a of the pronounced roast flavor, mm-hmm. like you would get from like if you're roasting a marshmallow. You know, you take yeah, your time. Yeah, that charred, yeah. Charred, charred. Some people like the charred. Yes. You know, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll pull off the charred skin and then do it again. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm guilty yeah. of that. No, I, like I love that. That's my favorite. But not necessarily with my coffee. Yeah. No. Not that I drink a lot anymore. This has got a lot of more balance for me than when we did the cupping. It's more of an even flavor, which yeah. I like. And it's got a more earthy tone, which, again, in my coffee, I like. The whoosh whoosh, there's uh, those bright flavors. And you said it was from Columbia. That's the stuff 
I don't typically care for. Mm-hmm. It's just too bright. I always like to tone it down. And you said during earlier about Sumatra, that's like my favorite varietal, the mm-hmm. Sumatra. Nice. Well, the first time I tried this, it was at work and it was in a like a standard coffee percolator kind of thing. Coffee machine. Drip machine. Drip machine. Drip machine. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I didn't like it. But what this is chemistry here we're talking about. It tasted different when you did the the cupping was really the cupping, different. And yeah. now we have this the pour, pour over, over and it's delicious. Right. So well, temperature, what gives? right? Temperature and time. Right? Temperature, time. Uh, yes. in the, the grind uh, setting too. Um, mm. Like if you had it at work, I mean, how was it ground? <laughs> Probably yeah. was it in the on, coffee on, grounder. Yeah, that yeah. I did it the until it sounded great. And I, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which so that's is, not good. No, right? because yeah. you're you're not grinding. It's not uniform. Typically, no. I mean, if you get it to more, try to get it finer, then, then you get powder, powder, and then you get other stuff, and then you get yeah, you're not going to get a good typically. Oh. So, what's the best way to grind these then? Oh, I mean, uh, spend fifteen hundred dollars and you're good. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Yeah. The best way to grind is to go down to Equino Tasting Room and ask them oh, to make you a coffee. grinders, great. Is it truthfully really matters the type of grinder that you have? Uh, yes, I mean, you. Uh, I like myself the. Um, uh, conical grinders that uh, move at a, a slower RPM. These are electronic. Yes, these are electronic. So, if there was a good, you know, homeowner version, homeowner grinder, what yes. would you recommend? If you uh, said, "Hey, I really want to do this," what would you recommend? I like uh, the Hario uh, hand grinder. Um, it's um, a nice um, ceramic burr uh, hand grinder, and they you can usually find them on like Amazon for like thirty dollars. Oh, and, nice price. Uh, they're but, but they're price. by hand. They're by hand. Okay, yes. so for the rest of us, the electro, electrolyzed uh, civilization. Okay, um, in the modern world. In the modern world. <laughs> um, Wait, so the one that you're saying, it's a hand ground? Like it doesn't plug yes. into the wall so, or anything. And <laughs> you definitely will notice yeah. you have to work a lot harder at, uh, with uh, some of the lighter roasts. Mm-hmm. And so some of my buddies will judge the roast based off of how hard they need to work on their hand grinder. And yes, yeah, so nice. it's like some of these light roasts, it's like, you know, you're crushing rocks. Oh. If yeah. you're trying to do a grind for, for, uh, for a pot, uh-huh. so you'll be there all day. No, I, won't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm just thinking for my own house because we had one of those stupid little 70s grinder with the little thinner yes. thing on top. Mm-hmm, exactly. And it was god awful. But, you know, we just put it back and forth and back and forth and, mm-hmm. until we broke it. <laughs> and that's not what I want to do anymore. But this exciting thing you're talking about. Because uh, the, then I can enslave my children. Oh, yeah. do the grinding. They can do the grinding. They, they love doing. The ceramic burrs are pretty sharp, and they stay sharp for a long time. Oh, my so. children are your size. They're, they're okay. adult size. Yeah. But they, they like being a part of things. It's a good way to start, you know, to warm up and start your day. Right. Yeah, yeah it is. Cool. But sorry, go ahead about the electronics. Oh, I just so got let's see, a, a good grinder. Um, I think the, uh, what, by the company's called Compresso. Oh, Compresso? Yeah, they've yeah. got a nice uh, conical, a smaller conical burr uh, grinder, and I think you can get those online for like $80. Yeah, I think it's about a $100 machine. We yeah, had one. That's reasonable. Yeah, oh, we, okay, we one. that one. Yeah. Yep, that was one. a nice They're one. They're solid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's always, cause people always want to know, like, well, how do I do this? And you you go into a department store and there's all of these like Bed Bath & Beyond, how many grinders are there? And there's a million burr grinders and then, not burr grinders, blade grinders, which you want to stay away from. Great for grinding spices, not so much for, for coffee. And then you want to go to the burr. Yes. You want to go the burr way. Burr. Okay. So what about 
the, there's a whole bunch of ways to put the moisture into it, percolate, drip, whatever. Okay. Um, I like to utilize a um, electric kettle. And a lot of the electric kettles these days are amazing. They're all um, uh, digital. And so you can set it at like uh, 196 uh, degrees Fahrenheit, or you can set it at like 203. If you want to bring some of, more, some of the more um, uh, acidic notes out, you know, you can steep it at a, or use a higher temperature of water. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, what, so, so, so that works, yeah. All right. Wait, go back. 196 brings out what? Uh, well, you usually start at about 196 to get all the, you know, uh, uh, delicious flavors uh, out of the coffee. And so usually they say if you're doing a pour over, you want to uh, uh, brew the temperature at about 196 to 205. I happen to be very fond of delicious Yes. yes, you do. And the, other, and the other thing that to, to keep in mind is that what you also did, which is you know, a little tip, is you preheat all of your dishes that are coming in contact with it. Because if you do this and you hit that water, it's a good temperature, and suddenly you're hitting cold items, it's going to drop in temperature. and You're mm-hmm. not going to get that, that conversion you're looking for. If you right, because this is a chemistry experience. Yeah, so heat your cup, heat your uh, filter basket, heat your reservoir, your your receptacle that's that's going to be taking it to more close to what you had said, your brewing temperature, so you're not going to get a temperature loss, oh. which will cause a different way of brewing. So the way that he did it here, you'd be, how can I, I can never get it the way that he did it. Mm-hmm. And that's usually one of those things that you miss is that, oh, I have to heat all this stuff up. Okay. So if you put it in a paper cup, you just run it. <laughs> no, no, I mean, if you put it in a paper cup, you know, you just want to drink it, you know, before it cool, you know. Well, I mean, if it's in a paper cup, it's a, it's the that's the end product. Uh, so we were talking about, yeah. like, for example, we were using a um, a porcelain cone, and so a porcelain cone, if you don't heat that up, it's gonna uh, really extract a lot of the, uh, it's gonna absorb a lot of the heat, mm-hmm. you know. So if you start with a a, a cold porcelain cone. Uh, it's going to, you know, really affect the uh, brewing uh, capability of uh, everything. So your best technique for heating it up? Just pouring hot water through it yeah. a couple pour, times. Just pour hot water. Yeah. Oh, a couple much. times? Yeah. yeah. Just a couple times. Okay. Yes. And then plastic cones. Everyone's got those. Those are okay? They're all right. Yeah. I mean, they, um, they hold the uh, filters in place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's like don't hold as much if that's heat. what you have, <laughs> yeah. then that's great. That's yeah, the best got. cup of coffee is the coffee that you have the tools to make, whatever that may be. Oh, you know? oh look at mm-hmm. you! Listen, <laughs> awesome. that's yes. loving. It's like that's the best camera you have is one in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad so, too that we opened your your mind to to yeah. a different way of doing coffee. I'm such a lowbrow. Yeah. I have to learn these. Well, the thing I want to know more about ways. is the roast because I noticed on this one the um, what's it called again? The Cafe Barrico. The beans are there's some beans that are dark and some that are light, and that's not normally what I see when we pay the big bucks for good coffee. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Well, <laughs> I, sure. well I mean, um, so uh, like a lot of stuff that I buy is, I mean, it's it's you start off at you know commercial, and then mm-hmm. from there you get more specialty. And uh, so I try to buy the best beans I can get my hands on. Yeah. And, you know, it's, so it's, uh, it's a uniformity of uh, the beans. I mean, all the, all the beans that I use are the I, – I try to utilize the same varietals, you know. So sure. when I am looking at farms that I want to buy from, uh, one of my first questions is do they offer any unique – 
single varietals. Uh, and so I don't really care too much to have, you know, my coffee blended together so that it has optimal, you know, everything. I right. like a unique varietal. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to blend it, you would do it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So the Monte Verde from Colombia. Yes. That one, all the beans were of a similar size. Which roast or what would you call the roast that that one came? I would say it was like a, you know, it's a... A medium roast. Okay. And I've heard people like describe one very large particular chain of coffee roasters and makers as charring. <laughs> I'm not going to say the full name, but, okay. you know, mm-hmm. char bucks. Char bucks. But I've, I've heard people complain that they use very charred coffee. Like very dark uh, I know. Roast. I know that that company, they'll, they'll roast and offer, um, whatever is uh, popular for that region. Sure. So if you go out to, you know, that, you know, that, you know, one of their cafes in like France, for example, they're going to have a medium roast. They're not going to have a dark roast. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So for most people who are more coffee aficionados, is it most likely they're not really looking for the super dark, what we call French roasts often? Uh, Yeah. A lot of I, I've got some, I've got some, you know, I know a few specialty coffee people that like a, some of the darker roasts, but if you're for myself, uh, when I'm looking at specialty coffee and, uh, the flavors I want to get, I really want to see what that coffee tastes like. I want to taste the varietal flavors, like, you know, uh, uh, the uniqueness of, uh, that coffee and the more you roast it, the more of that uniqueness you're roasting out. And then you're just... Okay getting more of a, oh. just a generalized roast quality. So makes sense. So the dark ones are the ones that probably are feel very repeatable to yes. the rest of us, oh. the exactly. non-aficionados. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, why would you pay extra and yeah. then just roast that away? Right. Yeah. Makes sense. And then what's the light roast for? Uh, a lot of the – so I know that there's a popular thing called, like, what? It was like the blonde roast or yeah. – Yeah, why? Even green beans. Uh, the deal with that? I haven't really been able to make much sense of that. Usually okay. for me, I've noticed that the way I perceive it is like it's underdeveloped and kind of tastes a little bit green, okay. you know, and uh, or, you know, like um, uh, a little bit more herby or, you know, than, than I would like. Right. You know, and so I, I like a little bit more developed uh, uh, characteristics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the green coffee bean thing was a big deal for weight loss. Yeah, yeah. it's always these, you know, yeah. these trends that mm-hmm. uh, are good if you're the one that's setting that trend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting the cash in. Yeah. 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 Oh, gosh. Well, what about blends? I mean, you say you blend yours yourself, but um, most people are buying blends. Why, why is blends so prevalent on the market? Well, I mean, if you're blending, you're bringing the cost down. And so usually if you're blending, you're, you're taking beans that are uh, usually from um, uh, a plant that produces more, you know. And so usually if a plant produces more, uh, oftentimes it will have less flavor uh, or unique flavor um, because – so, yeah. Um, so it's cheaper. It's cheaper. And so you're usually blending that with coffee that has, you know, more flavor. And you're just blending it to, uh, to where that it makes it more um, approachable for the, the market that you're trying to introduce it to. Like, you know, like they do that with a Kona. You, know, you almost always see Kona as a blend. Like in the supermarkets, it's always, right. almost always a blend. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the Blue Mountain from Jamaica, they made a big deal of that for oh, quite a I while. Oh, I that, sure. And, you know, now a lot of, then a lot of people went, oh, we're going to have a Blue Mountain coffee. So there might be like one bean per ten that might be Blue Mountain. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Just to capitalize on that name. 
Yeah. What know. about these? Uh, the I've had coffee from the plastic filter coffee thing. What's oh that my God. called? Are they K caps? That's like microwave popcorn. Yeah. You know, it's like I mean, Why? some people really like it for their convenience, and mm-hmm. it's like uh, even without trying the flavor or just knowing. Um, the whole, you know, um, like, yeah, it's, it's not the best way to uh, brew coffee. I mean, you get... It was awful. Yeah. Well, the it thing I really, I really, I saw a picture once and it showed the amount of those cups produced in a day now. Oh, And right. the plastic. Yeah. Just horrible. Millions of them. And they showed a pile of them. This is one day. Not of, sustainable. And I'm like, that's not, this is not a sustainable way. No. To be producing coffee, especially mm-hmm. when it's a drink that is so popular, right? Just, yeah, and, I hate and it. it's really uh, once you get these machines started. I mean, you warm them up; they get really hot, and uh, then they cool off, and you're never able to really take them apart to <laughs> take out all the bacteria that develops inside. Oh, there's and a thought. So, yeah, yeah, you get these yeah. like gnarly bacteria that grow inside these things that people don't even think about. Nope. they're just thinking about the convenience. Yep. Yeah, she was never going to have another K cup. Hey, yeah. but obviously it's helping foster the the healthcare society. We're, we're keeping all of the medical practitioners in business by giving people bacterial infections. That's yeah. something to be said. That's, it's that's a jobs maker. Their it's a jobs system. maker. So you, that's your jobs program. So you're going to slowly poison the public through <laughs> coffee, hey, you know. machine bacteria. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I really get frustrated when I see those now, and, and you know, it's almost like you know what, just just. Have a have a pot thing here. I'll, I'd rather drink that now than mm-hmm. these coffee. flavored things that they're doing. And, and I just I get so upset with the waste. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's definitely a um, a a culture that uh, is definitely yeah, it was born out of convenience, and now it seems like it's has a a you know it's pretty rooted in some of our you know. Uh, the areas of our, you know, yeah. Society. You get an oil change, and that thing's going to be right there. It's going to be the right there. Yeah, yep, it's right there. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. It's in the it's in the mortgage yeah. office. It's everywhere because it's easy to maintain. It's easy to clean. You don't right. have to wear crusty well, grounds everywhere. You it's easy to clean the outside. Well, that's yes. what I'm saying. You pop it in. You do it. You pop it out. You're yeah. done. You fill water, and you're done. So, don't worry. That's yeah, all. That's all the receptionist has to deal with. Yeah, because yep. it's usually that person that has to deal with the machine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I, I knew we were. It was all over when you know it's at Costco and it's multi flavored, and then you have to have drawers now for all your flavors. Oh and, yeah, you know you've got this whole it's like this whole bye, coffee bye, bar bye. of this thing, and it's like no, no, yeah, no. no. So, yeah. Okay, I, so that's not your favorite, but what is your favorite for coffee types and uh, like brew methods or just just. What's your Spill current your guts. Coffee? Let's hear it. Your My favorite, favorite coffee is usually um, the oh, newest yeah. coffee that I get to <laughs> work with. So uh, right now, the coffee that I, I brought in today, um, the Wush Wush varietal from uh, Monte Verde out of Colombia. Um, is my favorite right now. And uh, usually I get a new varietal like every three months. And whenever I get a new coffee in, it's usually my favorite coffee um, because uh, it's just, yeah, something new. Something new and exciting. Yeah, and exciting, yes. So folks want to definitely check out equinocoffee.com. There will be links in the show notes right now for the whoosh whoosh. Because they want to get get their hands on some of this and give it a try. Right? Yeah, so I have that available uh, on my online store. 
Nice. And is your online store? Do we have our, our Equino, EquinoCoffee.com. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I thought that was for the coffee shop part. It's, uh, <laughs> it's all, we're so caffeinated right now. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's exciting. Well, thank you so very much for being here. Oh, well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, thank you for whining and dining us with this delicious coffee. I had a wonderful time. <laughs>